Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Chiropractic. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Freeman. I've been in practice for over 30 years, and I continue to work in a million-dollar practice that I built, ran, and sold. I've taught, lectured, and coached our profession, and helped so many chiropractors build the practice and the life of their dreams. And now, I want to help you do the same. So here's today's show. On this inaugural episode of For the Love of Chiropractic, we're going to spend our time talking about what I call the patient experience. Every time our patients come into our office, every time they interact with us in any way, creates either a positive or negative experience. That's what we need to spend our time focusing on for today. First, let's talk about why is the patient experience important? Why do we need to focus in on that at all? The reason is very simple. In healthcare, we call them patients. In the business world, we call them customers. These patients, these people that we are trying to help, help to better health, help to optimum health, are really our customers. And while the battle cry of the chiropractic profession is, I need more new patients, the truth of the matter is, if you had a body of great patients who stuck around with you for the right reasons and stayed through relief, correction, strengthening, and maintenance care, you would get to a point where you would need very few new patients. In fact, you would be so busy, you need to be hiring more doctors for the people that are coming in to see you because patients who have a great experience will stay, pay, and refer. What I'm talking about is solving what is sometimes called the leaky bucket syndrome. We put more and more new patients into the practice. They keep coming in. We find more and interesting ways to attract people into the office, but somehow they keep leaking out of the practice and our volume stays the same, goes up a little, goes down a little, but does it ever really grow? The practice experience that you provide is one of the ways to help your practice grow. And then ultimately, remain stable for years or decades. So let's really dig into what this thing called the experience is. Let's step out of chiropractic for a minute and think about any of the other businesses that you really enjoy patronizing. Maybe you want a cup of coffee. Do you go to a Starbucks? Do you go to a Dunkin' Donuts? Do you stop at the 7-Eleven? Each one of these places provides a very different experience. Or maybe it's only a little bit different. The difference between getting a cup of coffee at the 7-Eleven versus the Starbucks, huge difference. The difference between the Starbucks and the Dunkin' Donuts, it's a little bit different, but still it's a different experience. If you're not a real coffee drinker, you're thinking, well, a cup of coffee is a cup of coffee. It doesn't matter where I get it from. And maybe that's true to some people. You know what? And an adjustment is an adjustment. It doesn't matter what chiropractor gives it. Well, maybe that's true and maybe it's not. But your technique, your specific eye to detail, the experience that you provide to each and every one of your patients each time they come into the office, that means something very special. And we will look at that in close detail to create a phenomenal experience that our patients rave about to their friends and family. But you have some patients in your office who say, I can't get enough of you guys. I love when I come in here. I start to feel better just when I walk in the door. Oh my God, your office is my happy place. If you're hearing those things from some of your patients, you're on the right track. If you're not hearing those things from your patients, we're going to figure out why not and help you step it up. 
And if you are hearing it, how do we hear it from even more people on a more consistent basis? Those are the things we're talking about. But before we dive into that, I want to give one more example. It's lunchtime. You're going to grab something to eat. Maybe you're thinking McDonald's. Maybe you're thinking your favorite Italian restaurant that's across the street from your office. Again, there's a certain experience that you're looking for. You want to walk in, and if it's the Italian restaurant, you wait to be seated. They hand you a menu. What can I get you? Doc, it's great to see you again. Glad you came back today. The recognition is really nice. Versus if it's a McDonald's you're running into, you know from previous experience, you don't sit down at a table. You don't wait to be seated. You don't look for the host or hostess to seat you. No, you step up to the counter. You stare at the all the, the options that are up on the menu up top, or you already know them because it's McDonald's. And you expect a smiley-faced person to say, Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you today? And you go through and place your order. And you expect them to finish that order with, Would you like fries with that? Or can I supersize that for you? Or whatever their current deal is that that person has been scripted to make sure they say to every single customer because that person has been scripted on every single interaction, that's how they finish it. That's part of the experience. And companies like McDonald's and Starbucks and any other franchise company are experts at creating the scripts that their employees follow to provide an experience for their customers that's predictable, leading to a predictable outcome that's measured by metrics mathematically so they know their expected profitability. Talk about a huge win-win situation. The customer gets exactly what they want. They've been conditioned to interact a certain way and the company is profitable and everybody's happy. The true win-win. Now let's step back into the chiropractic office. Currently, every department, every step of the way has certain systems and procedures that they use. The paperwork that's filled out, whether it's old school paper or, an, or online through a website or when they come into the office on, on an iPad or some other tablet, how the front desk answers the phone, how they interact with the person when they come in, how the person is taken back to the doctor's office, the way that you take your initial history with the person, the way the examination is done. If you take x-rays in your office, the conversation of why you need x-rays, which x-rays you want to take, and how important they are in, in this person's care. The next conversation of what happens after the examination the report of findings, whether it's the same day or the next day, and we're going to talk about that because it makes a difference statistically in the care that people get and the results that they get from that care, as well as handling the finances. Who explains that? Insurance, co-pays, options for prepay, all of these things are important. From the time they walk in on that first visit, even before they walk in on that first visit, through every interaction they have with your office. Is it a haphazard system that's been put together? Or has each step been worked and reworked and wordsmithed to fit together into this beautiful puzzle, this mosaic that works together and flows from one step till the next? The successful chiropractic office has a script and a choreography so that all of it flows through to this beautiful experience 
that's repeatable and predictable regardless of who the CA is, regardless of who the front desk person is, even regardless of who the doctor is and the office manager. With each of these pieces in place, it's predictable and repeatable and you can be there or you can have other doctors there. You can have a staff member call out sick and if necessary, fire, hire, and retrain and the system doesn't change. When all these pieces are working together the way they're supposed to be, sometimes it's called being in the flow. The patients come in, they get seen, they get helped, it, it, and you see patients with what's called effortless ease. And before you know it, the day has gone by, the entire shift has gone by, and you've helped more people than you realized, and it was a breeze. In fact, you're saying, you know what, we have room to help even more people. It's easy. Versus when these pieces aren't linked the way they should be. The gears don't meld together the way they should. There's a hitch and a grind and a click and it gets stuck and, and, and you're running from one thing to try and fix this and you're putting out fires and that's no way to practice. Does it happen sometimes? Yes. But the winning philosophy is put the fire out and then put a system and a procedure in place so that fire never happens again. And after a surprisingly short period of time in practice, suddenly there are no fires to put out and every day flows with effortless ease. And that's what we'll continue to talk about on each of these episodes of For the Love of Chiropractic. And on each of these episodes, there's going to be tidbits and takeaways or huge concepts, whether you've been in practice for decades, years, or just a few days or a few months or a few weeks. In today's world, most of our patients will have their first interaction with the office via the internet or some sort of social media or maybe even on the phone. We want to make sure that each of those interactions are neat and clean and easy to work with and user-friendly. Does your website really lay out who you are and the experience that you're providing? As human beings, we're visual. Do your pictures say what you're trying to say? Are they up to date? Do the bios and explanations, are they personalized? Is it really you speaking? Is it your office speaking? Or is it some canned stuff that came from the website provider that, yeah, this is good enough, just go ahead and put that in there. They're happy to put that in, but if you don't go back and personalize it, oh, you're missing a wonderful opportunity for people to really start to know who you are with their very first interaction. We all walk around with our cell phones all the time. And if someone says, oh, you really got to go see my chiropractor, Dr. X, before you know it, you know, they've pulled their, their smartphone out and they're looking you up. What pops up? Have you ever Googled yourself, Googled your office? What does that look like? But now let's fast forward to when the person actually walks into the office. And I want to spend the rest of our time today talking about the five senses and the experience in the office. So first of all, the look. The look of your office from the outside. Is there trash laying around outside? Are the windows clean? As the person is out of their car and walking up to the door and they go to open your door, are there fingerprints on the door? I sure hope not. What's your procedure? How often is the glass cleaned? How often is the desk wiped down? Okay, so the person walks into the office Chances are they're going to step right up to the front desk. And as they look at your front desk, what are they looking at? 
are they looking at flyers taped all over the front desk with you know scotch tape and then they're torn and retaped you know to make them look better again are there business card holders all over the front desk with all different types of businesses or is it just your staff and your professional procedures as our customer peers over the front desk what are they seeing Again, is it a mishmash of papers? Are there stacks of charts? Are there post-it notes everywhere? Are there pens, highlighters, pencils, colored pencils, sharpies laying all over the place, you know, looking like a disaster, like a, like a tornado has just blown through here? Or is it neat, clean, organized, and professional? We're ready to handle the patients who come in. We're ready to handle the patients that are leaving in an incredibly easy and efficient manner. As we look at your desk, do you have fresh flowers on the desk? For people who care about that, it makes a huge difference. Oh my God, I go into the office, they always have the most beautiful flowers sitting right there on their desk. There's gonna be some people who don't care, barely notice, don't give a second thought. And that's just fine. But the people who do notice and do care, it makes a huge difference. And again, we're looking to appeal to as many people as possible, having a phenomenal, impression to everyone who walks through our doors. How about the person who's working behind the front desk? Are they sitting or standing? I think the front desk position is much more efficient when that person is standing. They're talking eye to eye to the person. If they're sitting down, you have to be additionally concerned that they're wearing a proper top so that the customer is not looking down their top if we're talking about a female employee because we don't want to be showing off our patients when they come into the office. In our office, the way that we handle this is we euphemistically call that boobage. We don't show off boobage and any male doctor can get away talking to a female employee about not showing off your boobage. Doesn't come across as sexy or discriminatory. Simply, this is what we need to do to remain professional. On a future episode, we're going to spend the entire time talking about front desk and how to make sure that those pieces work beautifully together as we integrate through the entire office system. We're still talking about the look of the office. What about the rest of the reception area? What do the chairs look like? Do they need to be reupholstered or do they look okay? It works. Do you still have magazines in your office? Are they set up nicely? When was the last time you sat down in the reception chairs in your office and looked and saw what the patients were actually looking at? I think you'll be surprised. Is somebody sitting down and looking right at the trash can? Okay, is there gum in the trash can? There's stains from somebody's lunch or somebody's spilled cup of coffee that they picked up on their way into the office? Is the carpeting stained or is the flooring clean? Are the walls marked up? What sort of artwork or welcoming information do you have on the walls? We're talking about the look of the office as the person comes in because this sets the stage for the experience your customer is going to have each time they come in. Let's talk about the look through the rest of the office. Are your chiropractic tables or your therapy tables torn? Do they have duct tape on them? Maybe it's time to update and get them reupholstered. Is your therapy equipment clean? Are the light switches clean or do they have fingerprints all over them? Does the office look clean, ready, and professional? Are the walls in the hallways dinged up? I think you get the idea when I talk about the look of the office. Now let's talk about the sound of the office. Do you have music playing in the background? We want to fill the senses to create the complete office experience. I recommend playing music that people really enjoy and, and, and identify with. 
So for example, most chiropractic offices in the mornings, they see more seniors, more older patients, a Medicare crowd, so to speak. What music should you play? I don't recommend heavy metal. I don't even recommend heavy rock and roll. You know what? Play Frank Sinatra or some other oldie station that people go, oh, I haven't heard those in a long time. Make the music match your patient population. You get later in the day, you've got working people. You know what? More popular music. It's just after school. and You've got the after school kids coming in. You know what? Play something a little bit more top 40 that they're going to recognize and like. Make it so they can identify with the music that they're playing. It helps them know they're in the right place. And sound is interesting. Sometimes we want sound to travel and sometimes we don't. You can place the speakers, the sound system in your office in such a way so that it creates a sound barrier so you can have private conversations with patients so no one else can hear it. And other times, you do want patients to hear conversations. When somebody says, oh my God, doc, I came in with a headache and now my headache is gone. I know darn sure you want to say loud enough, I'm so glad that I was able to get rid of your headache, help you get rid of your headache today. Because the other people are in the office, they don't know that you do headaches. They only know that you do back pain because they came in for back pain. Or knee, or shoulder, or foot, or whatever the person happened to come in with. They don't know that you do all these other things. So we can use sound to help educate people. And obviously the reverse is true. If somebody needs to have a quiet conversation with you, you can step it down. Step the tone down. And let the music wash over so they can't hear what's being said outside in the hallway. And you can have a quiet conversation about things that are, that are more personal and more intimate and don't need to be shared with everyone else in the office. Let's spend a minute talking about touch. There's lots of different touch spots in the office. Things that people touch, things that they grab, things that they sit down on, roll over on. What does that feel like? Again, do they feel clean? Do they feel slippery? Do they feel greasy? Do they feel sticky? We want to make sure that the surfaces are clean and feel appropriate for the patient that's going to be experiencing them. Personally, I'm not a big fan of the adjusting tables that are covered in almost a burlap uh, fabric material. I don't imagine that feels good on the skin. And I don't know how you really keep that clean. You know, somebody is sweating on the table. How do you clean that, that fabric-y material? The naugahyde, the vinyl, easy to keep clean. Simply wipe it down on a daily basis. Works beautifully. When necessary, really easy to replace and recover as well. What about the smell of your office? The smell of the office? Yes. Different offices have a different smell to them. I don't recommend that anybody in the office wear perfume or cologne you have patients who are sensitive to it. You have patients who like it more, like it less. Nobody's going to be happy because it's either going to be too strong, offensive, or not enough. So I don't recommend perfume or cologne on any of the staff members ever. If you have the flowers in the front, that creates a certain fragrance, and that's awesome. If you're going to do any other type of fragrance in the office, it needs to be natural and pleasing. You know, if you think about it, some offices smell like alcohol. You know, medical offices typically will smell like rubbing alcohol because of procedures that they do. Your dental office smells a certain way because of procedures that they do. You end up linking that smell with the feeling of the office. Want the office to look, 
feel, sound a certain way. So we want to fill all of the senses, as many as we can, to create that experience that our patients are going to fall in love with and want to repeat over and over again. So it's a pleasure for them to come and spend time with us and get the health care that they're looking for. And obviously, your smiling face and your wonderful positive attitude is the other thing that they're buying when they come in. As was taught to me years ago, greet each patient with a big smile and some sort of special hello, whether it's a fist bump, a handshake, a pat on the shoulder, whatever, whatever your special thing is, make sure everybody gets something like that each time they come in. There was a famous speaker by the name of Zig Ziglar who used to say, if you see somebody without a smile, give them one of yours. And that, my friends, is the overview of the office experience. And I promise on future episodes, we'll go through piece by piece to help you build most outstanding chiropractic practice. And we'll talk again soon. All right. And that's our show for today. If you have a question about today's show or your own practice, feel free to reach out at thelovofchiropractic.com. Before making changes to your practice, be sure to seek legal advice regarding those changes and regulations in your state. For the Love of Chiropractic is an RGF production, all rights reserved. And thanks for listening. Original music provided by Hunter Rich Music.